business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It is 11 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining me. My name's Avi Kay. This is the Avi on Money Show. And this is my first time back in studio for, for quite a long time. I didn't do a show from the end of November um, through December till today. Kathy actually stood in for me last week. It was meant to be my, my first show. Today's the 18th of January, which, uh, if you look at it from the Jewish point of view, it's high of January. It's the life day of January. So it's a good day. Um, just to take this opportunity to thank Kathy and everybody at High FM for the support for, uh, the challenging times that myself and our family went through last year. And to also thank the greater Jewish community for the tremendous support and, um, condolences that we, we, we heartfelt during that particular period. So thank you for that. And um, now it's a new year, so it's great to be back on your, on the radio. It's great to be back in the driver's seat. And in the studio with me via Zoom is Lawrence Gutsia, who is an investment professional at Marriott. Lawrence, welcome back to High FM. Thank you, Avi, and, and uh, it's really good to be here. Great, thank you. Well, as, as we spoke briefly off, uh, off air, but just to wish you and your family, to wish you and your business associates and everybody just a really safe and prosperous 2022. You know, let's put our heads down. Let's push hard. It's been a very, very difficult time. Just happy that people could have a holiday one way or another. And now, now we need to go forward. Um, Lawrence, just as I said, to pull you off topic just for a few minutes, how would you sum up 2022 from an investment point of view? Sure, Avi. Uh, just just to start with, I, I I'm with you on those feelings about 2021. Uh, it certainly was. I think we were all running on 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 empty for the last few months, so so a break was certainly needed. Um, but saying that, if we look at 2021, you know the 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 pandemic really has been the the key thing that's uh, really affected everything. Uh, we saw a real you know positive monetary and fiscal, you know, stimulus trying to ensure that economies across the world, you know, weren't affected as much. Um, If you just think about the U.S., you know, they even sent checks home, you know, to help out consumers in that economy. And really what we've seen is we've seen one of the fastest recoveries from from something like this that we've ever seen. And, And it's really translated into you know, equity markets delivering double-digit returns. But, you know, on the one side, you know, that that, that stimulus that's helped us to, to not kind of go down a real negative path has also translated into higher inflation, uh, which certainly wasn't and isn't good for longer term, and it wasn't good for bond markets. Um, so so I think the big questions are where from, you know, where to from here? Um, and, and, you know, we're likely to be seeing higher interest rates in the years ahead, uh, which will certainly put some pressure on, on growth going forward. Okay. So that really sets the scene. So in a way, it's almost going back to normal. There's just, there's just one point that I, I just wanted to ask you is that 
It's very nice to see double-digit figures. What it does for people like you and, um, and myself is it makes our lives a little easier when you send a portfolio to a client and client says, wow, we've done really well over the last while. And then you you, you play devil's advocate with yourself and say, but look at the next one, which is over three years. And the guy says, oh, and that's really what it is. So if we have to strip out, and it's not a rebound, it's almost a more a rebalancing. If we had to strip that out and we had to look over things and just see this as a glitch on, on the radar, on, on the graph, where do you see business in South Africa in 2022 going into 2023? Do we have the fundamentals for growth? Do we have the resources to be able to recover and go forward consistently? Yeah, Avi, I think, I think that's a really good question. We're pretty negative uh, from a South African perspective. You know, South Africa itself was really hurt by the pandemic. You know, we didn't have the, the deep pockets that the U.S. have to pretty much print money and just spend it. Um, and, you know, the economy, if you think about GDP, I believe the number is we're going to return back to 2019 levels by the end of, of in 2023. So, so we're in by no means back to where we were pre-pandemic levels. And South Africa is definitely facing tough times ahead. We are expecting to see interest rates go up. The one thing which I can tell you, which is a bit of a positive, is our inflation rate is certainly being subdued. Um, I think uh, resources and a relatively strong currency is certainly helping. And, and you know, the hope is that interest rates don't go up too much. But the growth outlook for South Africa under pressure, fundamentally, it's a difficult space ahead. Um, and we think you should really be aware of that when looking to invest. We think there's better growth opportunities internationally. You know, just coming back to that, I mean, the one thing about um, the currency being too strong is that it does sort of put off international investors. They want to buy our resources with a weak currency, not with a yeah. strong currency. So it's, a, it's, it's always a juggle over there. And 2019, South Africa was in ICU. Our economy was fraught. And yes. then Corona came. And I just keep saying to myself that if you look at it as a study, our economy was on its knees. Our government was really faltering, and it's got worse since the last elections. Everything just, if you look at the negative, there's no shortage of bad news. However, here we are talking, the markets are buoyant, these flows are happening, people are going to work, and you've, I just keep saying that South Africa does well in spite of the government. The South African population across the board is just a resilient lot. For sure. Now, if you think about the South African businesses out there, Avi, you know, we've got quality businesses. You think about ShopRite. I just think about the online delivery system that they brought in. You know, that's, you know, innovation. It's, it's made a big difference. And, and it's certainly, if I, if I look at my wife, that's the way we're going to be shopping going forward. You know, and there's lots of businesses like that. Uh, South Africans are resilient, but I think if you had to <clears throat> look for where you're going to see most growth, I think it's still a tough road ahead uh, for, for South African Incorporated. You know, maybe we need to take a break shortly. So maybe just to stay on those two points, I think as South Africans, you need to stay, take a step back. ShopRite Checkers and Sunlum are two companies. I know you, you're an old mutual, but maybe I'm just using Sunlum as an example. Is Are two companies that have got a steep South African history, one in retail, one in investment. And you would reckon by this stage, with everything the country's been through, they would have been dinosaurs, washed up, just 
but it's the constant innovation. It's the ability to look forward, the ability to bring young blood in, the ability to change CEOs as and when they need to. That's made them relevant because Checkers has, I mean, ShopRite's got a lot of headwind from other competition. And yet they came out with, you know, building a Woolworths type store. They came out with a delivery system that was totally maverick and they've remained absolutely relevant. So yes, it just shows you that no matter how old you are, you can always learn new tricks. For sure. Okay. Craig, I think let's take a quick ad break now, maybe 30 seconds early before we start talking about diversification and property and going offshore. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9. Chai FM it is uh, 20 minutes past 12 and on the line with me via Zoom is Lawrence Kotsia, who's an investment specialist at Marriott. Lawrence, the bottom line is sitting in South Africa with the challenges we just spoke about. You are able to literally buy investments across the world, buy into shopping centers, property schemes that are running all over the world by simply coming to one place. And that's the Marriott Property Income Fund. Talk us through it, why you started it and how it's been running. Yeah, Avi, I think, you know, maybe just before I start, it's been a really tough road for South African property. If you look at returns over the last seven years, it's actually been flat to negative. Um, so it's been a tough road. It's been one of the darlings. If you think prior to that, there was 15 to 20 years where, you know, you couldn't go wrong in a property company. Um, it certainly has come off a little bit. We, the property, Marriott property is, you know, brought property unit trust to the, to this, to the South African market. So we've been around for a very long time. But you're right. I mean, what, what we're trying to do in, 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 in the Marriott Property Fund is to invest in the highest quality, most resilient businesses possible. And what you're going to notice is in the South African property sector, it's evolved over years. About 50% of what you get exposed to if you're part of the South African property sector is to global property. And, and we try our very best to cherry pick the ones that, that will do best for you going forward. Um, if we look at what's happened this last year, 2020, it was the worst performing sector. 2021, it gave you a return of, you know, close to 37%. Um, and, and, you know, I think to, to start off with, and I think that's the reason why you wanted to chat to us is just maybe speak about, you know, how well the property sector has done. But I think the point that I'd like to just convey as well, it's, it's a tough road ahead for the South African property sector going forward. Obviously, there's some challenges for retail and, and we can chat about that with, with e-commerce. Offices under pressure. Obviously, you know, work from home is, is something that's evolving as we, as we are working. Today is my first day back for a while. And then distribution warehouse seems to have been doing really well. Industrial space has been doing really well because, you know, there's more need for that space. Um, so certainly something that I think can bring some diversification into a portfolio. You know, what's beautiful, beautiful, sorry, what's beautiful about a property um, unit trust and investing in property companies is that properties can rezone themselves. They can morph into different uses. So something that was an office block could end up being a storage facility for your online delivery service. And long as you've got the property, you can repurpose it for whatever you need it to be used as. And that that is the advantage of it. But again, let's look at some of the returns on the Merit Income Property Fund. You know, if you look at the last year, total return 50.60 return percent. Um, you know, again, if I wouldn't have known better, I would have thought that was a, a mistake because 
how does it do so well? But if you look at it from inception, it's given you a return of 11.1 with every other year, two, three, four, and five years being negative, which means yes. that that 50% really had to absorb a tremendous amount of loss over the last couple of years to only end up at 11%. My yes. question to you is, if we diversified across the international spectrum, shouldn't there have been some sort of um, shock absorber built in that when one particular area of the world geographically is being poor, we can invest elsewhere? Yeah, I think, Avi, I think that's, that's really important. Um, maybe I can just speak to, you know, how the, our fund has evolved over time. Initially, it was a, you know, SA-focused property fund. And I would say the last few years, as property fundamentals and our sectors really come under pressure, you know, we've looked to diversify internationally. So, so we've added the likes of Nepi and Sirius into our portfolio. Um, and, and really, you know, if you think about Central and Eastern uh, Europe uh, shopping centers there, compare them to South Africa, uh, their economic growth looks a little bit better than ours. Their unemployment significantly better. Macroeconomics looks certainly better. Uh, if you look at Sirius, it's industrial spaces in Germany, manufacturing type spaces. You know, those are the type of things that can help your portfolio diversify. Uh, and obviously those are available listed on the South African Stock Exchange. So, so certainly if you look at your, your longer term track record, more of that was SA Inc. focused. Uh, the last few years, we've added some international exposure to it. If that being the case, um, with the pandemic really setting in in South Africa to a point where I think maybe we're looking towards the end because as high as our numbers were in November, December, they've really come off. And most importantly, our death, the mortality numbers are very, very low comparatively. If you look at America, certain states, for example, New York's almost in lockdown. And it's just chaos province by province, state by state. No one really knows exactly what the unified um, attack method is to deal with it. But again, for example, here in Israel, life really goes on. The, the wave has gone up, but thank God this particular round has been quite mild from people being ill and people being hospitalized. Do you think we're going to see a change in the purpose of the property uses? So, for example, that commercial space will become more residential, will become more maybe industrial? Yeah, I, I, I think your point made where properties can certainly change their, their spots uh, is, is, is relevant. I think if you think about management teams, um, we're going to see, you know, the weighting towards office and maybe retail get a little bit less in the portfolio, a bit more industrial. Um, and, you know, another completely with what you're saying, I, I think another one that we're focusing on, especially if you think about a global perspective, it's maybe not in our property income fund, is data warehousing. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a real sector that's looking to grow in the years ahead. Um, and, and, you know, the sector will evolve to where the growth is going to come from. I, I do think, Avi, just going back to, you know, Omicron, and the impact that has, you know, no one really knows how that's going to play out. We know that if you think about a million people being infected in, in America, surely that's got to, uh, you know, play out negatively as you have to stay home and try and, you know, obviously ensure that everybody is safe. We'll watch and see the space. I do believe that um, quality property in good areas, you know, is certainly going to be in demand going forward. You know, if you're not in a good area, you can't convert it into anything, Avi. Um, so, Absolutely. so, 
<laughs> that's really important to be and keep in the back top of your mind. And it's a real focus at Marriott. We we restrict where we go to to the highest quality possible because I think one needs to be as resilient as one can be, given you know the uncertainties that we face going forward. Okay, so let's get drilled down a little bit into the nitty gritty. Something that uh, that Kirsten wrote in the press review is that companies have also opted to play a power ratios between 75 and 95 percent income of which is not lost and will be um, and will be in aid in further strengthening the balance sheets unpack that for us yeah so 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 i mean traditionally you know if you're a property reit you have to pay out 75 percent of your income that's kind of one of the criteria to be a property kind of you know real estate investment trust um and 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 that's critical what 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 we've seen is a lot of the South African or property companies that we've exposed to um, have had debt ratios that were a little bit concerning. What we've seen is the companies have decided to pay out a little bit less than they have historically. South African companies have generally paid out 100% of what they earn. They're paying out between 75 and 95. Uh, that means they can keep back some of that, you know, that rental that they receive. They can, you know, maintain their buildings. They can, you know, pay down debt. Uh, and it's really a much more sustainable uh, way forward for the South African property sector. So it's a real positive from that point of view. And Lauren, something that I was thinking about, and again, this is just my thought, I haven't done the research, is that in times of low occupancy, your your income streams into property drops. But your, your your responsibility to service the gearing on that property remains. Have Absolutely. we found that we've we invested in in in, in REITs in in um, different property managers or portfolios where the gearing was great at the time, and Corona's really skewed things because all of a sudden the the, the flows have dropped, the rates have the the the, the responsibility has stayed the same worth now an increasing in interest rates. Has that been a reality? Yeah, Avi, I think if you weren't careful in your selection, it certainly was a reality. And some companies didn't pay dividends um, because they needed to service their debt um, and make sure that their balance sheet was strong. So, so absolutely a, a reality for the market. Uh, what we've seen is, you know, the market has, has, has tried to reduce the debt on, on their balance sheets. Uh, the sectors, I think debt's around, you know, just around 40%. They've reduced by 3%, you know, and, and, and I think what you've seen is a real focus from management teams across the property sector to ensure that their balance sheets are strong. Um, we have started to see 100% collections of rentals coming through. So that certainly has helped. Um, property valuations have come under pressure. And if you measure your debt versus your property value, those things are important to banks. That's stabilizing. Um, so we're in a significantly better space where we are now. Obviously, all the companies in our portfolio, we look at that very, very closely. And we've got no real concerns from a balance sheet perspective. Um, no, no real concern at all. Fantastic. Let's go on to the, the approach from the investor because that's obviously where we are, I suppose our focus would naturally be. When you see an income fund, the term income fund in the title of a, of a unit trust, your first thought is that it's secure. It should deliver consistent returns. I might not beat a long-term equity fund, for example, but I can park there with a sense of, 
comfort that I'm going to get returns on an ongoing basis, I just take it a two to three year cycle. The property income fund hasn't really returned that. It's been sort of a, a negative return. Does that mean that at this point in time, it's a really good place to get into if you've got a long-term perspective? Yeah, so, so Avi, I think really nicely put. Maybe if I can just start by saying property income fund, that's the name of the fund. Really what it's trying to do for investors is to expose them to the highest quality property companies and then to receive the rental income. You know, that's really what we're wanting to pass through. Obviously, valuation, the prices have come under pressure. It's certainly a better time today to get in. I think one needs to look at the sector uh, fundamentals going forward. It's tougher environment. So so the growth in income is probably not going to be coming through as, as much as it did in the past. And if you think about our property fund, I think after fees, we're looking at a yield, you know, region of seven seven and a half percent somewhere around there. Um, and we're starting to see the companies, you know, pay out their income and starting to grow them going forward. So, so that's kind of what one can expect. It's certainly a tougher road. I think it's a good diversifier in a portfolio. Um, uh, you know, if you compare property uh, rentals to some of the South African bond yields, you know, you can get 10-year bond yields at 9.5%, almost close to 10%. You know, so from a risk-adjusted perspective, you could possibly get more income from bonds in South Africa uh, with less risk at the moment, for sure. Yeah, but it's horses for courses. You're wondering what you're getting into and what it's, what it's all about. Um, just two questions that have come through, both quite similar, is that have you had to change your perspective on South African fund managers that you've invested in over the last three years? Um, because some of them have come under a lot of pressure and have you had, you, had, you had to adjust your basket of South African fund managers? Yeah, we, we have. I mean, as we said, um, we've, we've, we've really, I would say the last year to two years, we've focused more and more on the companies that we feel will be the most resilient given the environment we're in. We've also gone for specialist REITs. So if you look at Equitus, they're a specialist industrial REIT. We've gone for storage which is a specialist storage REIT. And then lastly, we've also tried to, you know, use what's available to us on the JSC, and we've added NEPI and Sirius to our portfolios. So, so certainly, yes, the answer is yes. Um, we've, we, we've tried to, um, you know, disinvest in any company that's got a high debt ratio. I think that's something that you need to be aware of. We've, we've certainly looked at that in our portfolios. So the answer is absolutely, and I've given you some examples there, Avi. Fantastic. And then just a question from myself, and maybe it's coming out a little bit out of, out of left field, is that we often see on the um, property portfolios, there's a very strong focus on Europe, Germany, and maybe a little bit east, uh, Lithuania, and those countries were, were very prominent uh, a while ago. But we see very little from North America, Canada, and we see very little from Australia in these type of portfolios. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, yeah, Avi, it's all got to do with yields. South African property investors, you know, are looking for higher yields. If you look at um, the U.S., you know, if you're looking at an industrial high-quality uh, REIT, you're looking at one and a half, two percent yields. They're significantly lower. Obviously, it's a different inflation environment, different yielding environment. Um, and, and I think a lot's got to do with, if you look at Eastern Europe, um, you, you can get, you know, that seven odd percent level of yield. 
serious in our portfolio. We've brought it in. It's lower yielding. It's three to four percent yielding. Uh, we therefore diversification and, and, you know, the certainty and outcome. Um, but it's got a lot to do with yield, Avi. Uh, just on Australia, growth point, um, has, you know, GOS, which is growth point Australia in their portfolio. So you have some exposure there, but, but not a lot. Okay. Then, uh, the questions are starting to come through. The recent increase in interest rates, do you see that affecting returns on property income funds? Yeah, you know, the difficulty that you face is you're heading into a rising interest rate environment, which will uh, reduce uh, the affordability uh, and the money that, you know, consumers have, which will affect tenants. Uh, certainly, if you look at the current environment and when there's a renewal of a lease, what we are seeing, Avi, is those rental uh, renewals are coming at significantly lower than where they were. In some cases, 20% lower. So, so certainly the power is in the tenant's hands, uh, and the landlord is, is just trying to make sure that, you know, they've got somebody in the space and it's trading. Um, that's the fundamentals of property at the moment. It's certainly not off to the races. It's a tough road ahead. Um, I can tell you that the sector has cleaned itself up significantly. Balance sheets are stronger. Um, and as you said, you know, all property companies are trying to make sure that their portfolios are as relevant in the, in the best areas possible. And that's happening in the background uh, for, for properties. You know, it's just interesting what you're saying about residential property, because we know that in South Africa that the annual inflation's often been zero, just in order to keep quality tenants in, in places. But um, I know that in certain places around the world, there are often there are residential suburbs that are basically empty. They're almost ghost towns. They were built with anticipation it never really happened for whatever reason. Uh, Corona had a big say in that. But you've got huge assets with huge gearing sitting there with absolutely no flows. And um, we just, I suppose, really blessed in South Africa that we don't have we that are. challenge. Because, but on the other hand, you go down the Ravonia, a lot of people bought on spec and a lot of people have really, you know, they've been hurt because they've got either properties that they're renting way below what they thought they would. Yeah all they haven't been able to increase. But let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll wrap up afterwards. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM and Lawrence. There we had a clear example of a company growing and morphing and getting with the program. Um, it's incredible. You know, a few years ago, you and I didn't know about this scam, and now all of a sudden they are the dominant player. Not only that, but you don't even have to leave our house. Let's wrap it up. The bottom line is that, as you said, the sort of fundamental bedrock of any investment portfolio a couple of years ago was property. It's taken us on a hell of a roller coaster, but I think we can be very proud of the, the, the companies and the fund managers for seeing this really bleak time and using it as an opportunity to clean up, tidy up, re-strategize. What is your outlook for the next 24 months? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the, the the beauty of our sector is we we starting to see them paying their dividends. So so as I said to you, um, you know you can start you know getting consistent dividends from property again. Um, I think if you had to look at a twelve to you know twelve to twenty four month, I think you're going to see some growth coming off of lows. So you've got to try and keep that base effect in the back of your mind. Um, but from a five year perspective, I think. 
you know, you're looking at, let's say, 8 to, to 10% kind of income levels, depending on which property company you invest in, um, and anywhere from 0 to 2% growth. So that's not bad. Good diversifier. Certainly, uh, if you're looking for quality companies with a bit of an offshore focus, um, uh, you know, especially that Nepi and Sirius, the married property income funds are, is a decent place to go uh, from a South African property uh, fund point of view. No, I mean, yeah. just, to, just, just, just on that, I mean, what that means is there's more distribution space needed. Exactly. So, so that's where the focus is. That's where the growth is. Our portfolios obviously weighted more towards that. Um, and certainly there's, there's, there's some sectors and a company that we really like is Equitus. It's a big weighting in our portfolio. Um, and it's going to do well going forward. Fantastic. Lawrence, thank you so much from Marriott. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for being with us and uh, really just painting the picture of past, present, and future. Best of luck and keep safe. Thanks so much, Great. Craig, thanks for pressing the buttons. We'll speak to you next week.